In the name of the community of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I feel so privileged to be able to minister in a community such as Trinity Cathedral. The thing that I feel most thankful for is the sheer diversity of the community that we are. And it becomes clearer to me at Christmas like no other time, the diversity of the community is displayed before us as we move through the rich tapestry of Christmas Eve services from the 4.30 family service, which truly is a family service. It's the cathedral is full and there are several generations, at least three, present in most families. It's a wonderful celebration through to the La Trinidad Spanish celebration at six, the eight o'clock, which is kind of halfway up the ritual ratchet, through to the glories of the ten o'clock with all its splendor and the sung mass and the incense and the throngs of people I've never seen before. And I'm so thankful for them being here. Many people from very many different traditions and from none come here because in this modern world they are attracted by the dignity and the solemnity of our great liturgical life in the Episcopal Church. And we come to this morning. Those of you who are here this morning are clearly those who enjoy a quieter celebration of this wonderful festival. As I was coming in, I noticed that even the candles, the flames on the candles seem to be more subdued. I was reading in a magazine that I get from Channel 8 and it was announcing the imminent restart of the new season of Downton Abbey. And uh, one of the things about being part of Trinity Cathedral is that I think that certainly for me and maybe for you too, uh, the connection to this tradition, to this community and through it, the deep, deep uh, tradition of ancient Christianity that we practice here is the closest perhaps in 21st century America that we can come to the quality, that sense of atmosphere that is communicated through this wonderful TV series, Downton Abbey. The connection for me is that at Downton we see the struggle between the past, the great traditions of the past, and the incredible uncertainties of the future. And we see a family struggling 
to come to terms and to adapt, often a day late and a dollar short, as they say, but nevertheless engaged in the struggle to bring what has been most meaningful from the past, to equip them to face the uncertainties of the future. And here we have at least a thousand years of the transmission of ancient Catholic faith that comes to us through our Anglican tradition. And we are a community that struggles continually to stay in that place of tension between the rich traditions that have been handed on to us and the uncertainties of a world that is complete, continually changing so quickly around us that all of us are left with a sense of profound uncertainty. And I'm grateful for the Christmas Day lectionary because on Christmas Eve we have this wonderful uh, story that comes to us from Luke, this wonderful dream world of enchantment of angels and shepherds and babies in a manger and it comes to us from a world where people understood two things. They understood first and foremost that God was present in everything around them, in every event, every circumstance was richly communicative of the presence of God inhabiting the very material structure of the world. The other thing they knew, and this is the underlying echo in the Lucan narrative, they knew the precariousness of human life. They knew the vulnerability of infancy. And so the Lucan images bring us this kind of coming together of this incredible dreamlike confidence that God is present in the world amidst the precariousness of human existence. And for us, perhaps, it's difficult to relate to that because no matter how difficult our lives are, for most of us, life is not precarious in that way. And after 300 years following the Enlightenment and the scientific revolution, we no longer live in this world of enchantment where God is present in everything and every space and every event of the material world. For us, we live in a world that is disenchanted. It's as if God has set up the machinery of the universe and then has gone on vacation. And God's voice is only heard very distantly. And you and I are left center stage, yes, but center stage 
feeling lonely and alone. The most that many of us can hope for is that we will have perhaps an inner experience of the presence of God. But if you're like me and God doesn't speak to you much through inner experiences, the experience is one of bewilderment. Here I am. Gosh, what a lonely place this feels. And the gospel that we've just heard gives us a counterpoint to this enchanted picture of the incarnation. In a completely different way, the writer of John's gospel pushes the whole narrative back even much further than shepherds and angels and babies born in stables in the first century. John gives us this grand vision. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word has come into the world. And for me, I think that offers me a different set of images which in my growing awareness of the vastness of the universe on the one hand and yet the complex and unseen interconnectedness of existence the connectedness between us This vision helps me to feel a little less lonely. And it helps me to find those images of the presence of God in the creation, which enable me to have hope and to dream dreams. I think one of the things I would notice if I look back over my sermons for the last year is that there is a continual theme all the way through. Sounds a bit repetitive. But it's the theme of dreaming. And it's interesting for me personally to see this theme of dreaming coming out over and over again because... If truth be told, I find it hard to dream. When I look around the world as it is, I find it hard to dream. And maybe that theme of dreaming comes out because it is the one thing, though it is difficult to do, that I must dedicate all my energy to and to call the community around me to dedicate its energy to the creation of dreams that can sustain us. 
and the dream that we celebrate today is that God, the mighty creator of the universe, who for countless thousands of years watched over and looked on the universe, in what we celebrate today, that mighty creator has shed the omnipotence and the all-powerfulness of Creator to confine God's self within a set of finite limitations. And in this baby that grows up to be the man Jesus whom we believe to be the Messiah. We see God showing us the very essential qualities of divinity that are hardwired into our experience of being human. It's as if God has said, In this limited condition of humanity set within the finite limitations of of a world of time and space and matter, here I can show you all that you need to know about who I am, why I made you, and who I have made you to become. God calls us to embrace our dreams. And dreams don't happen in propitious circumstances. Dreams are incarnated when our passions and the values that drive our lives become interconnected together and flow from that interconnection of our human uh, bonds and community into the larger space of the world around us. Our dreams are the most accurate reflection that we have of the way the divine universe really functions. Life is not a plan. It's not fixed. It's not finished. Life is like a dream. It's always in the process of evolving. The process of becoming. And we are invited through the events that we celebrate today to dedicate ourselves with passion and energy to the participation in that dreaming. And in that unfolding, life, it's ebbing and it's flowing around the events and relationships that mark our experience. 
So this is how it works, I believe. When we make all the resources of our dreams, our loving, our relating, our hoping, our longing, our determination, our courage, and especially our suffering and our fearfulness. When we make all these available for living, the resources of life flow towards us. And at points of suffering and disillusionment, the tide ebbs only to gather and to return in a flowing of fullness towards us. And the message of the incarnation is that God operates within the limitations of human nature and the finite world, and so too must we. And when we allow ourselves to dream and give ourselves over to the pursuit of our dreaming, then the abundance is the gift of life to us. The Word was made flesh and came into the world so that we may have life in all its abundance. Amen.